friends, it's us. I am Steph Beagle. And I am Lauren Abney. And this is Well Behaved. We believe balance is a bit overplayed and way overrated. We've embraced finding our perfect blend of wellness with a twist of tequila. This podcast delivers wellness remixed from face slapping facials to the ABCs of CBD. Living your best life and finding what's right for you is what it's all about. Let's do this. What's up, friends? Coming in hot with an absolute legend, Vanessa Fitzgerald of Vise Honey. That is the Vise Honey of Instagram, but also the wellness platform and solution that you can find yourself at vsehoney.com. Vanessa really has lived it all. She experienced PCOS, celiac, Hashimoto's, and ultimately learned that she could heal her body and live a good life by eating freaking real food. She's been educated by everywhere, the Institute of Integrated Nutrition, Biomedics Institute, where she learned about blood, blood education. I don't like blood, so I don't know what that is. Um, nutrition response testing. And we got to her through our dope friend, Nisha. Love you, Nisha. So thank you for connecting up with us. And Vanessa just has the most brilliant, honest, fun, and alive platform in which she's sharing information and improving lives. I love this approach. It's very in line with the way that I like to live, being smart about what's right for our bodies, knowing ourselves intuitively, and eating whole, good, nutritious food. So 1,000 thank yous to Vanessa. Thank you for being here with us. We're pumped. So let's get into it. Thank you so, so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. You're like epic legend when it comes to health and wellness. So it's kind of like living our dreams. We're honored. We're honored. We are honored. (laughs) Uh, It seems like you cover and help people with all sorts of health conditions, whether it is thyroid, weight loss, hair loss, acne, gut health all of these. Let's start in the simplest way. How, how are you helping people? Uh, mainly nutrition response testing, actually only nutrition response testing. So I started out, uh, probably like as a health coach originally when I started working with people and it wasn't until I became a patient of NRT and I was a patient of it for probably five years, six years before deciding to go to school for it it's the only thing that has moved the needle in my health, reversed my autoimmune issues, continues to heal me and change me in the day to day. And so I decided I wanted to dedicate my life to NRT. So I became a practitioner and started seeing patients. And then it just went from, you know, seeing like three patients a week to seeing 80 patients a week. And now we have a full practice and we basically rotate anywhere from like 250 to 300 people. And some people are on six week protocols and people are on a week. I've just talked to them every week or every two weeks, every three weeks. So people rotate in and out. Some people drop off, some people drop in. It just depends. So 
Uh, we use NRT to figure out what's going on in the body. Is it, is there a pathogen? Is there a heavy metal? Is there a food allergy? Is there, we're now dealing with emotional and spiritual blockages as, as of this year, I just went into training for all of that. Very cool. And we help to, we use a lot of supplements and whole food remedies to basically feed cells and detox cells so that cellular health starts to come back into play. So mm-hmm. if cells can degenerate, why can't they regenerate? And that's what we do here. It is not recognized by the Western medical community, but who cares? Because I'm results. It works. It works. Not without patients. So at the end of the day, yeah, I don't advertise anywhere. A lot of it's word of mouth. I'll talk about it briefly on Instagram. All people come in through Instagram but then they start referring people out and it's Mm. only because they're seeing results. And if I'm not getting results with someone, I'll refer them out to someone else. I am not the only healing modality out there, but I do, I am very confident in what I do. And I do believe that I can help most people. So cool. Fuck yeah. So we both have met with a practitioner and been able to do some muscle testing and um, to find both like emotional and nutritional blockages. Can you explain again, is the primary way that you're getting to the core of the issue through muscle testing? Yeah. So the difference between NRT and muscle testing is that we have certain tests that we have to run be at the beginning of every session throughout the entire session at the end of every session to make sure that the ANS, the autonomic nervous system is responsive. Supplements are powerful. They can really fuck someone up. Like they can switch your nervous system. They can block your nervous system. When I say switching, it means your parasympathetic and your sympathetic nervous system. So parasympathetic rest, relaxation, digestion, sympathetic fight or flight, go, go are sending the wrong signals. So it can be anything from anxiety to confusion to sleepless nights and wanting to sleep all day, things like that. And then there's blocking. Blocking is when it almost feels like nothing in your system is operating quite well. So it doesn't matter how much food or what supplements you're taking, nothing. It's just like one of those people that are chronically unwell nothing's working. That means their nervous system is shut down. So if I were to go and just muscle test someone by and bypass all the nervous system testing, I'll get an inaccurate read most likely. So that's what's different between NRT and regular muscle testing. So I'll have people that have gone to practitioners that just do muscle testing and they'll ask to come to me because it hasn't done anything for them. And I applaud them because they're still coming to a form of muscle testing. The fact that they're still dead set on this being the type of modality that they're into is great, but the thing is that the nervous system does, it's very tricky and it can, it's almost like a dog. You got to train it. It's like sit, stay, you pee here, you sleep here. <laughs> <laughs> so fascinating, right? Totally. So you talked about obviously different pieces of the healing process. So you said food is healing, right? So will you, mm-hmm. obviously not everyone has access. Well, everyone could have access to you in theory, but if people don't have access to NRT, like when we talk about food as healing, what are some foods that you talk about in terms of solving for certain issues so people can understand what that looks like? Is it diet or are there specific foods or ingredients that heal directly, if that makes sense? Well, let's just say I design diets per person. So I'll look at, I'll have them keep a food journal and I'll design a diet that's working with their autoimmune condition or their fertility issues. But if I could give you a general food for something, yeah, I'd say one of the greatest 
superfoods for fertility, for women's beauty, for all of this stuff is liver. And if people ate calves liver, I know it's very controversial. Oh God. Eat liver. Liver is very good. It's one of the highest sources of um, vitamin A for women. It's also a fertility superfood. Huh. And so is sardines. So are oysters. Well, I'd say smoked oysters if you're trying to get pregnant. Okay. Um, and caviar. So every time I tell a woman to eat more caviar, their husbands want to kill me. Totally. But you know, it works as fertility. So that is a great superfood. Salmon's also great for the skin, but then there's some people that have allergies to salmon. Really, it depends on the human being. Water across the board for everyone. Um, I'd say arugula is one of the pretty benign, leafy, dark greens. I'm not Best a kale green in the game. I hate kale too. I think it tastes like eating yeah. trees, but here we are. But if it makes my yeah. skin pretty. Put it in some, blend I'll it put in it, something. Yeah, I'll blend it into something. Wait, I mean, more arugula, of this is, wait, more of this. We have to go back to liver though. Do you have to eat it like in the meat form or is there a supplement or capsules you can take? You can do supplement and capsules, but honestly, if you just like saute it, there's great recipes for like a seared brown butter with like caramelized onions. It's actually delicious. Oh my God. Lauren mm-hmm. is- One, I'd have to cook and yeah. two, I'd have to eat yeah. more liver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can do capsules too, but liver is honestly life-changing. Wait. Okay. And then smoked oysters. Do you get them? Where do you get that? I mean, they're in a can. Those oh. are actually difficult for me, but I had an assistant who was like all on board with eating any superfood that came across our desk. And so she came up with a simple mills cracker and she put the raw, she put some primal kitchen mayo. She put the uh-huh. smoked oyster, squeezed lime on it, and then put a little bit of salt and it was delicious. Done. I could only eat one though. It's really hard for me. So yeah, oysters that's- are one of the harder ones for me to stomach, but some people like really can down them. And it's, it's a superfood. Okay. Well, can we talk caviar, about caviar though? I can eat all day. Yeah. You're like, I can crush caviar. Can we talk about more superfoods? It's on my Raya profile. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Is it really? I love you. Yeah. I would actually love that for you. Um, so we talked about a lot of superfoods that are like really squishy and yucky by nature in terms of consistency. Like I cannot eat sardines. I cannot eat oysters. Do you have any superfoods for me that maybe like are a little bit more like she appetizing? Likes, like, berries. Yeah. A bit. Like I love berries or um, just things that aren't like like you like tomatoes? I love tomatoes, but we can't tell her what the superfoods are. We have oh, to have okay. her tell them. I'm just us. asking if they so, were. So um, I'm giving well, you. I wouldn't also say tomatoes would not be high on my list. Wild blueberries, sure. Okay. Um, I let me think of something texture wise. Yeah, texture because like you see where I'm going with this, right? Sardines. Oyster salmon, also, like you said it, like salmon's like my, of all the fish in the world, like least favorite. And I understand this podcast is not about me, but sort of it is, you know? I think. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, what can we feed you that's a superfood? Yeah, like me, me. And also, like, if we're playing a game now, it's like, what is a superfood that isn't squishy and like yucky in my mouth? But also, like, I love things that are good for your skin. So, like, back to that, you know, I'm really into that moment. If a lot will. of squishy, mushy foods are great. Oh, Vanessa. <laughs> like oils. Oh yeah. Oils. Olive oil. You can drink a really great, great high grade olive oil. 
I'm an expert. You can drink it like a tablespoon. You can even like squeeze some lemon and put some sea salt in it. That's delicious. Great for heart health. I've actually been doing um, the consumption of olive oil, like drinking in the morning. And then I got like so a yummy. high end, um, I think it was wild branch. And then my husband started drinking it. And I'm like, dude, like this is expensive. Like you can't share it. Like it was for me. He really so, loves all your Yeah, So we're items. working on that. We're working on like him not um, consuming all of the things that I buy and spend money no, on. No, like David, you get the Thrive Market. Yeah, you can go to- Organic one. Yeah, like you can go get a different one. Okay, back to, sorry, back to you, Vanessa. Um, I'm getting excited <laughs> by solving my own problems. But other superfoods, this game is our favorite. So let's keep going. Well, as far as fats go, I would say also ghee and mm-hmm. grass-fed butter, highly Great. underrated. Great. People are all up avocado. I think people are doing way too much avocado too often. It's a high histamine- response food so people are just i'm just seeing a lot of gut issues because they're cooking with avocado oil they're eating avocados crackers have avocado Mm -hmm. everything's avocado now that's so interesting i didn't know it's high histamine not overdoing it on the avocado right we have a very specific question oh we or you we okay but i informed you about it okay great what's the deal with bacon oh yeah I'm obsessed with bacon. It's my favorite food group. Okay. <laughs> Is that also on your Raya profile? Bacon. Just yeah, all the bacon. Yeah, on my Raya profile. An ex, an ex actually gave me a magnet that says, if you don't eat bacon, you're wrong. And... <laughs> The fridge magnet, obviously I didn't put my fridge. Yeah, I was like, is that on your fridge? Not chic enough. But at the same time, very funny. Bacon... For me, animal fat is actually very healthy depending on what else you're eating. And the quality of the animal fat is really important, Um, especially for people with like low blood pressure. It's great for hair, skin and nails. And so bacon to me is like the perfect superfood if, if and only if you are on more of a low carb ketogenic diet. If you're Mm. eating bacon on like a bacon, egg, and cheese from Jack in the Box. Right. Don't touch that. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's going to kill you. End of story. Period. But if you eat a straight-free, sugar-free bacon that's high quality and you're eating it with like some eggs and you're eating it as a snack or you're eating it for breakfast, it's excellent. It's got tons of amino acids in it. It has tons of healthy sodium for the body, which is healthy for kidneys. So women that complain of excess water weight um, usually they're just not intaking enough quality sodium hmm. and their kidneys aren't able to flush things out or there's not enough, um, their blood isn't circulated the way that it should. Bacon, I think is a superfood, the quality bacon, let me say, and the way that it's made, not crisping your bacon till it's almost burnt either. Cause that's carcinogenic. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's being smart about your bacon choices, but bacon is, There's this one woman I remember in the New York Times. She lived to be 112. She lived in Harlem and she ate bacon every single morning. 112. That's insane. So I'm just. So you're on. What you're saying is you're on to something. Crushing caviar. We're going to get you uh, connected to the National Pork Board. Because you would, but there's no doubt you're the hottest bacon sponsor I've ever seen. 100%. I would love that. Caviar and bacon. I'm here for it. Yeah, Maybe I'll just is- create a whole account based on, Cavi- I made a joke account once on Instagram called V's Meats. I haven't logged on to it in a long time, <laughs> but 
it's all about me eating different kinds of meats, primarily bacon. Oh my God. There's someone, okay. We could go down. I was like, there's someone for sure that has like a fetish of like Vanessa eating bacon, but here we are. Um, only from Erewhon, but just not only from Erewhon. You eat it from multiple places. That's good to know. No, uh, yeah. And plus Erewhon's bacon is so tasty, but they do put sugar in their bacon. Oh, so oh, that's why it's so tasty. I'll try to buy my own sugar-free bacon and make it, but it is a nice treat. Wow. This is special. Okay. So is that how you start your day? And can you just take us through a day of food of how you eat personally and why you eat that way? Um, I usually, I eat breakfast because I want to get my period. So I eat typically two eggs. It's made either in like a little frittata or it's scrambled or they're poached or they're hard boiled, whatever it is, I typically eat two eggs. If I'm not eating two eggs, I'm eating like four pieces of bacon. It doesn't have to be a big breakfast to weigh me down, but I need to eat something. So it's usually either bacon or eggs or both if I'm on vacation, because I'm not that interested in spending that much time making myself breakfast in the morning. Right. So I don't usually say that I'm making one or the other. Um, I also typically do a meal delivery when I get super busy and I see that I have weeks of no break and I don't want to have to think about lunch, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I have a keto meal delivery service that delivers to my house every night. And then I have my meals ready for the day and it's all organic and I trust their sources and I like their food. So that works for me. So I'll eat that. I try not to snack. Some weeks I get snackier than others. And the times I get snacky are the times where I'm not getting eight to nine hours of sleep. Anything less than eight, I'm usually snacking. If I'm not hydrated, if I'm not exercising the way that I should, or if something is spiritually, energetically off, I'm seeing too many people. I'm not doing enough self-care. I'm going out too much. I'm doing too many things with friends. I'm burning the candle at both ends. I get snacky. So what people don't actually realize is that you, most of the time something's not wrong with them. It's their lifestyle choices that are going awry. And so that happens to me every now and then. And then I'll start to like look for things in my fridge, but I try not to snack. So I'll just drink a ton of water. And then by the time lunch rolls around, if I do snack, it's usually on jicama or like cucumbers, mm. mini cucumbers. Love a mini cucumber. Same. Yeah. Cause I'm not actually hungry. Typically it's just mindless boredom, whatever it is. And I've, my office flooded in January from the rain. So I've been working from home, which makes it much easier to snack. Totally. Until I moved back into my office. So I've been much snackier this year. Yeah, that fucking fridge, man. Right? Like we didn't even like- And I don't have to get dressed for work. It's great, but also not great because I feel like a schlub and then it makes it hard for me to motivate to Life. do anything like Life. So I, uh, for lunch, I usually have a protein. So it's either salmon, some sort of red meat or chicken or turkey. And I'll have that with some veggies and a healthy fat. Hmm. That's lunch. Love it. For dinner, I usually have some sort of same thing. It's literally the same thing on repeat. And if I want to starch, it's usually a grain-free starch. This is all when I'm at home. When I go out to dinner, it's a different thing. Yeah. And when I go out to dinner, I still try to make healthy choices Monday through Friday. Even on the weekends, you'll never really see me eating a pizza, but maybe you'll see me eating like potatoes, which right. I don't usually eat during the week. This is my choice. It's not to shame anybody that decides people are so sensitive around no, food. There's we asked you. Food. We asked <laughs> you. how I like to live to look the way that I do, to fit in the clothes that I want to fit into, to feel my best, to not have brain fog, Yep. to have energy to work out. This is what works best for my blood type, my body, my autoimmune disorders, my all the things. So 
So yeah, so I'll, that's what I'll eat. Like last night I went, went out to dinner and we ordered, we ordered an appetizer that was tuna and we ordered a salad appetizer. And then we had a steak and a trout and we split everything. And that's what I ate. Love it. But I didn't order like the pasta or the potatoes or the Brussels sprouts because these Brussels sprouts are usually soaked in sugar and fried. And also they cause a lot of gas. So mm. if you're interested in getting super gassy, order the Brussels sprouts. Because <laughs> everyone uh, wants to be super gassy. That's everyone's goal in life, right? I, it was funny though. I have people come to me and they're like, oh, I'm so gassy all the time. And their whole food journal is broccoli, Brussels sprouts, kale, right. broccoli, Brussels sprouts, kale. And I'm like, if I ate that, I could fly to myself to New York with that amount of gas. That I That's a perfect body. date meal. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, okay. I know I, I'm bogarting, but That's great. do you eat this way? Obviously, because it gives you energy and makes you feel light and digestion. But also, have you found these to be the foods that are healing for the health conditions that you've dealt with? Dealt with? Yeah, for okay. autoimmune, it's keto ketogenic. I don't like count my ketones. I'm not trying to mm-hmm. whatever. I eat beets and things like that. I, for me, it's more so low inflammation, and this is the lowest inflammatory diet. I had a woman come to me. She's type A blood type. She is 65 years old. Her daughter referred her. She came to me because she lost her taste and smell for, from COVID. That was another whole nother topic, but nothing was wrong in her body other than that. And I was working on her and I'm like, this woman is the healthiest person in the hundreds, hundreds of people I've seen over the years. Healthiest woman. She's a type A blood type. And the reason why she's so healthy is because this is what she eats in a day. She eats a little bit of smoked salmon for breakfast. And she eats half a pound of beef for lunch and half a pound of beef for dinner. Not a green, not, nothing goes into her system, okay? And she's an A, which is not supposed to be eating meat. She did this in solidarity because oh her God. son had eczema, head to toe, sorry, not eczema, arthritis, head to toe. He could not move. Ugh. So he read about the carnivore diet and he wanted to try it. So she did it with him so that he would do it. His arthritis completely disappeared. She's, listen, I couldn't do this very disciplined. It's a lot. And she needed help with some enzymes for her stomach. She didn't know that, but I told her I needed to give her some enzymes because she's missing certain enzymes to break down these meats. But she also eats high, 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 high quality meat. Um, And she was one of the healthier individuals I know. So when I say that this stuff can help reverse autoimmune, I'm dead serious. And I know that there's a lot of things that are quite controversial. And, you know, there's a whole plant-based movement, which really like at the end of the day, doesn't make any sense because all this plant-based like brown rice protein, like is brown rice a plant? I don't know. Maybe it is, but also like all this stuff, like soy meat mixed with canola oil mixed with this, whatever Isolate, it is, like not actually gummy gum. doesn't grow on a tree. I don't know. So what, what is the plant about it? you're really going to be plant-based, then you really got to be eating whole foods that grow from the ground. As if you're on a farm, you got to be really careful about the nutrients and the pro where, where are you getting your nutrients and your protein from period? Um, my vegan clients tend to be my sicker ones because they're missing a lot of key nutrients in the body. So yes, I eat like this because of my autoimmune issues and it is what I have found one of the better diets for autoimmune. I'm not saying it's for everyone. I have some clients where I have to make them pescatarian because literally meat, their body cannot handle. Hmm. So it's not for everyone across the board, 
but diet plays a huge role in people's health and they just don't realize it. And people are very triggered by the food that they eat or can't eat or whatever it is. Like it's, it's actually beyond. And I get it because food is a way that we connect. It's a way that we show love. It's a way that we get a high of dopamine. It's the way we feel comforted when we're sad, when we're kids. It's like you fall down, you scrape your knee, your mom's like, here's an ice cream. And then the rest of your life, it's like, I have a boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um, I know it's very prescriptive based on each individual's bio makeup and needs. And you know, for you, it's anti-inflammatory based on what's going on in her body. But certain things like her, Lauren and I are obsessed with digestive enzymes because for me, whether or not like I need them, like I, I go to WeCare and I love colonics and I came home and realized for my body, digestive enzymes really worked. Can you explain to our friends what digestive enzymes do? Because I take them and I love them, but like, what are they actually doing in your body? Well, it depends on the enzyme. Okay. So different enzymes do different things. Betaine hydrochloride is really good for breaking down things like eggs and proteins and meats. Um, things like Zypan and amylase and stuff like that are really great for breaking down carbohydrates and mm. sugars. Mm-hmm. Pepsin is really good for stomach acid production. It just really depends on which the enzyme and okay. what enzyme you're taking. And some work for certain people and some don't. That's why it gets hard when you go to the grocery store and you're like, I'm going to buy this enzyme. You don't know what it's really doing or what totally. it's for. In my- mm-hmm. No, I'm just thinking because when you go to the grocery store, there are oftentimes ones that are like enzymes for carbohydrates, right. enzymes for meat. And so that makes yeah, so more sense. When they that specify, it's much better. Yeah. And um, like I even use certain enzymes they say digestive enzyme on them, but they're enzymes that specifically are targeted at breaking down heavy metals, mm. toxic chemicals, things like that. Depends on the enzyme. Enzymes are powerful and we do need them. But like, let's say you're having a hard time with meat, processing meat, then I would just look for like a betaine hydrochloride, a betaine HCL. Love that. Another one that I was at, this is like what happens because you said so many amazing things and I need to go back to all of them. Talked a lot about, obviously, I think we're all dehydrated in life. That's like my, I'm not a scientist, but I feel that way, right? And we take hot yoga, we go to the infrared. I don't drink enough water, but I think I drink a lot of water. How do you feel about some of these supplements like Element or like for anyone who's dehydrated outside of telling them to drink more water, what do you tell your clients? Drink more water. I love, I love Element and I love um, Tinton Minerals. These are great things to help the body, to help cells absorb water. Sometimes dehydration though is not coming from that. So they'll already come to me having done their homework and it's like a kidney thing. So mm-hmm. their kidneys are having a hard time with water retention and water loss. So they look like they're aging really fast all of a sudden because their kidneys are not able to deal with that um, balance of water retention and water loss. And so it really just depends on where the body's at. So, Mm. but if I were to go online and tell everyone to take some sort of hydration, I do love Element and I do love Quinton. Um, There's another company called The Cure that just sent me a great one that I like. there's so many different electrolytes. Light show is awesome. I've never heard that. I've never heard. I love Element. I love Element too. I am a too. chocolate Element, Element hot like every night kind of girl. 
And what's just, funny is, and what's funny I just is, found out though that the chocolate had to be in hot water, and I'm like, well, that's why it doesn't she drinks it in I cold. Drink it in I drink water. it in cold <laughs> water. And I'm like, I mean, it doesn't really, but I'm like, I mean, I feel like I'm eating that's something. The only, I'm like, they should write that on You're the right. package. And You're the right. guys like, are you having it in hot water now? It's so good. It's, okay, I'm really. I gotta and buy then, myself in like box. I do like a third of a packet in a cup of water, and then I'll I'll have maybe right, more than one right, because that's my, the sodium, the sodium, really like I get like I get bloated yeah, from it. But that's interesting. I feel like I don't get any kind of bloating. Or, she feels like she holds water and has retention when she has the element. Well, that's the thing because this is what I'm talking about. It's not like electrolytes are the fix all for people who are dehydrated. Right. right. Sometimes like they don't have low sodium levels. So therefore, if they're taking more sodium, it's not going to actually do anything to help. They literally are having organ system problems, whether right. it's the heart, the kidneys. I have organ system, I have organ system, system which problems, I likely which do, I will likely do. But well, we know are. a specialist you can talk to. Yes. Speaking yes. of, <laughs> is the only solution to find somebody that has a practice like yours, or are there things that our listeners can be doing without finding a full specialist like you, like how can they help start to identify what foods work for them? What foods don't work for them or what's just going on, or what's just going on in their body. Keep a food journal, write down, but, but also in your food journal, put a section in for your water intake, your sleep patterns. How many hours are you getting? Did you wake up in the middle of the night? Were you awake for a certain amount of hours? Your bowel movements, be descriptive. Did you have a snake? Did you have a log? Did you have diarrhea? Were you eating pebbles? Was it a normal, healthy poo? Write that down. Put a section for symptoms corresponding with the time of day. Were you bloated? Were you gassy? Were you tired? Were you whatever? You have to keep a full log of your life. I'd say do it for a month. And it's not like it's, it's takes so much time, create a note section, like the notes in your iPhone, just open that up. I had one client do something genius she created an, cause she's like, I give out paper and she's like, I can't do this. I'm going to put it in my notepad. And I'm like, as long as you follow the template, I'm good. So she put breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then she put a poop emoji that. and then she put like, time next to it. And then she put the water emoji and the time next to it. And then she put her symptoms and she put the time next to it. And she was just really diligent. She just wrote it as if even when she was out to lunch with people, as if she was texting someone or putting a note in her phone, very easy to do and super necessary. So then you actually see what's going on in your body. Cause you forget, I'll have clients even jump on the phone with me and they're like, Oh my God. I, yesterday, this one girl was like, Oh, I think the sup the new supplements are making me nauseous. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, when did you start to get nauseous? She's like, she's like, Saturday. And I said, when did you start taking the supplement? She's like, last Monday. <laughs> and I'm like, not the supplement. Like, hello. <laughs> Let's look at your food journal. Oh, Taco Bell. No way. You're yeah, you're like, this is like, so surprising. Wait, really important. Like, what shape should your poop be? Like a healthy log. You just want a nice log that slides out without a lot of um pushing. It's not too hard to hmm. get out. A log. Know, a real nice solid poo. It's okay if it's a little bit slippery and only people take magnesium, they take right. all those stuff. As long as it's not like too loose. Mm-hmm. And then should it be once a day. I mean, no, ideally it should be as many times as you right. eat. You know, Alyssa say, Goodman says too. And I think that is, uh, believe me, it's ideal. I would take it as much as possible. One I think feels is wonderful, 
but it's like as if we're little baby children and I'm trying to aim for that, but it's definitely not there. I know because our guts are just so disrupted. Our small intestines are so impacted by like the stuff we've eaten over the years. There's a turn every two inches in your small intestines. Think about it. You're like eating all this stuff over time. You don't chew enough. So you're swallowing things whole right. or you're eating processed Chewing. food. Like, it's, a th- it's like literally a thing. It's like chew your fucking food. It should, someone thought like how little the, yeah. I'm like, I noticed that I, I think I always leave we care other places and I'm like, oh fuck. Like they told me to chew. And then I noticed that I just like swallow my food whole. Like here we are. Yeah, but I'm also like, I'm sure there are kids now that have never touched processed food, but like you guys definitely have touched some sort of Dorito, Twinkie, Ding Dong, Ho Ho, Taco Bell. It's been a little while on like Twinkie, Ding Dong. (laughs) And that stuff doesn't leave your body. So like it goes in and it sticks to the small intestines, like I'm going to just sleep here. And then you try and eat food and then just gets impacted. And then your small intestine, which has a turn every two inches, is like this coiled thing. And then the walls get so thick, full of shit. And then all of a sudden, you have snake poos coming out. Or you have like little pebbles because it's like this old shit. That's just that is old shit. And it ferments over time. That's so foul. Okay, let's talk about this. How do you feel about colonics? Same. I love colonics. I love water enemas. I love anything that goes... Well, no. I love any sort of water that goes. <laughs> that was cute. We, we like, like that. water up the butt now too. Have, what do you now put? we have um, caviar, bacon, and things up the butt. Is what it is. <laughs> That's our Ryan profile. Oh, wow. This is my Ryan profile. <laughs> I'm dying. Well, I, listeners, if you have anyone who. <laughs> I know it's going to be a tough ask. Yeah. Um, okay. Coffee enema or just water? So I was really into coffee enemas when I first discovered the enema and I was so nervous about doing it and I did it and I really loved it. And then I started realizing my kidneys are getting really stressed mm-hmm. out. I'm it's too much caffeine for my body. So I started doing distilled water enemas and they changed my life. And that's what I do on the rest. Okay. Amazing. I did. I like was started with coffee enemas. And then one day I'm next to Beaks in a class and I'm like, I'm so dehydrated and like really amped on coffee, on caffeine right now. And so then I was doing even decaf coffee. And now um, I've primarily shifted to water. But can you talk about the regularity in which you recommend that? It depends on the person. So for me, well, it's different. Okay. I deal with a lot of people all day, every day. I'm highly aware of where I store emotions and I store it in my solar plexus and my mm. gut. So I hold things when I'm not when I'm on vacation, but I hold things in my system there. So like, it's totally weird, whatever it is, it's like more stuff goes in. I don't know where it comes from. I keep telling my colon hydrotherapist, that I'm convinced I have an extra large colon. She's like, <laughs> you're not. So you just hold. And I still go to the bathroom every day. So I probably do water enemas. It depends because sometimes I get exhausted because it's a lot of work, but setting the thing up and doing the thing and laying down and cleaning it up. So I'd say I probably do it like two to three times a week. Wow. And that's just for me. Okay. Good luck. I never travel without it in case I'm in a pinch. Wow. It saves my, I got really sick in Italy last summer, like very ill and um, I wasn't able to like work on myself, test myself, get a hand, a hold of a supplement. Nothing was helping. It's the only thing that got me through the rest of the vacation was doing these water animals. She knows. She knows, but like, holy shit. I, she knows what works two to three times. No way. Um, 
Oh, fuck. I have so many more things I okay, want well, to ask Okay, well, ask her. a couple more quick ones. Filler. 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 Talk to us about your, your thoughts on filler. <laughs> so we know that, listen, we have a lot of mucosal, we have mucosal lining underneath our skin. We have a whole lymphatic system in our face, right? So when we inject things, it blocks a lot of things. It can block veins, can block the lymphatic system. It can interrupt mucosal lining things like that. And I'm seeing more and more and more. And and actually with some people that don't have filler. So still trying to figure out what that's about, but, um, filler can also move in some people. It really depends on the individual, their immune system and how they react to it. It's a foreign substance. It creates scar tissue, blah, blah, blah. And others saying fat transfers are much healthier. Uh, you know, that Mm -hmm. type of thing. So you're putting your actual tissue in your face rather than sort of at the end of the day, plastic material that's in the face. So Filler, I think it's a personal choice. I'm not here to shame anyone. I only shared my story because what happened was so nuts and it blocked all my lymphatic drainage. And I just became like a moon face and double chin and it was just nuts. So when I went in to dissolve it, I didn't do enough research on the dissolvent. No, there's not one single... And I have met with a lot of them, plastic surgeons, doctors, um estheticians that do filler that have agreed with me that hyaluron hyaluronidase which is what is used to dissolve filler causes an autoimmune and mast cell reaction in the body and i've done a lot of research and there are studies that show that it does because it is a destructive enzyme and it goes in and it can actually work on dissolve your own hyaluronic acid but beyond that forget dissolving your own hyaluronic acid if it does if it doesn't it does disrupt the signaling of your mucosal lining of your face. Like they, like your body can't operate the way that it is. It's a destructive enzyme. It's destructing things. Like it's just, so now I'm seeing with a lot of people, it's like, uh, there's a problem with the lymph flow and, you know, you could have, you could get sick with a virus from something and all of a sudden your face will blow up because your immune system doesn't know how to react all of a sudden. And that's what happened to me. So it took me almost three years to stop these reactions. And now it's a very few and far between. But let me tell you, I had to do the work. I'm talking supplements, changing my supplement schedule weekly, lymphatic drainage massages, cranial sacral therapy, plant medicine, everything to deal with the emotional, also the emotional, spiritual side of things of why I felt the need to do it in the first place. And it's also your face. I mean, like... Yeah. The emotion, looking at your face every day. Most, most humans are. Mm -hmm. My stuff is my lymphatic is around my eyes. It's like, what am I, what am I refusing not to see? What am I not seeing clearly? Wow. Right. I mean, that's, uh, the blessing is to have such a connection with your mind and your body, but it's also a curse because. Yeah. It's a blessing and curse, but also, I also believe that practitioners, if, if anyone's in any sort of true healing and they're like a true healer, they're going to go through some shit in their lifetime because we're, we are, it's like, it's almost like the curse of us. We have to go through this in order to help other people, right. period. And so the, some of the, the most talented of us are sometimes the sickest at times because we have to go through the fire. And then all of a sudden I'll go through something and then I'll have 50 new people that will be going through the same fucking thing. And the only way I know how to help them is because I just went through it myself. No doubt. I also think just like not to like 
not in a scary way, but it's important when people are putting these things in their body to just to understand some of the risks, right? Like I think we think about it in such well, it's just coming out now, all this information on this type of stuff. Like, look at how many explants are happening right now. Like, it's all over social media. Everybody's just learning about, oh, wow, like, maybe my issues because of this. Right. And there's just more information. More information and more, and, and I mean, on a greater level, more sharing. Like, I think we're part of, like, having a part, but a part of humans is, like, we just love talking about it. Because if it can help someone else or someone else is experiencing it, like, I think we're, we're, Luckily, in a time where I think people are a little bit more open to sharing those those experiences. So grateful for that. Grateful for you. Yeah. And also when the FDA or the government goes to approve something like a, like a medication or an injectable, it's usually tested for like two, three years. We're now seeing reactions from like 10 right, right. plus years, you know. Now the stuff's been around. So now we're just seeing it. So now the education's coming. Magical. And you kind of know everything in the world. And what we totally. want to know from you, outside of all the things you already shared, is what are some things we're excited about as it relates to wellness? Like we know that you lean into clonics and, and cra- like infrared, all the things that we love. But what are some either modalities or products? Products, like, products, yeah, we love products. Give us like something that you're excited about that we're then going to be excited about because we are a groupie of you. Products. Um, or modalities or modalities. Okay. Well, I bought this thing called the Navage. Tell us more. It is. Do you know this thing? Uh Uh-uh. Okay. It's like the neti pot on steroids. I wish I had it here right now to do a demonstration, but it, it like goes into your nose and it like neti pots your nose, but it goes into this machine and it catches everything. And it, with these saline pods, like it's the easiest thing. And then you see all the gunk that comes out of your nose. obsessed with this. How do you spell it? How do you spell it? I'm, I'm getting N-A-V-A-G-E. my pen. N-A-V-A-G-E. It's amazing. Wait, it's so Navaj. Cool. It's sort I of, it. I thought it was going to be something vagina related. I thought it was going to be something skincare. Okay. But like, I like it anyways. Okay. Keep going. Could we have a few more, please? Skincare <laughs> revolutionary. Revolutionary. It all depends on like who is. Sure. Who's talking. Like who, who needs what? Um, I don't think skincare has to be expensive to be effective. Notorium has this B BHA toner liquid that I think is amazing. Notorium. Um, and it's super affordable for everyone. They also have this, what is it called? It's like a purple jar and it's a cleanser. It's like a, a oil cleanser, but it almost looks like a cream. It's amazing. It takes off everything. Um, one skin moisturizer. I use well, I like a lot. It's like a, base um that i think is amazing so i love those topical products i love the navage i love if there's anything vagina related i don't think i have anything it's a okay. vagina related i just thought navage like there. sounded vagina related but we're good we're obs- i like the foria suppository obsessed we love for like obsessed. literally like we want to be foria if you're listening we want to be like lifetime foria ambassadors because we're obsessed with every single thing but the suppositories um, a lot of our friends have gotten scared by, so I've been giving them, like I've been Ooh, gifting a them. Teaser. Yeah, I've been gifting one or two here and there. And also, fun fact, it's great because my husband doesn't listen to this, but he accidentally signed up for the subscription for the suppositories. So like, that's great. hilarious yes. because we have like, <laughs> a plethora of them. Well, I actually think well, listen, the, the one for is a nice little... Too, I'm just saying. Right. Back to... You know what? So glad more we... stuff up the butt. More <laughs> stuff up. So glad we came full circle. Well, we... Um, <laughs> hypnosis. Hypnotherapy is 
changing my life. I think it's amazing. Okay. Ooh, I like that. Haven't done it, but open. But to open. Seekers. Literally. Everything. I think all therapies, I think therapy in general, like everybody should be in some type of therapy and like a, maybe like one that has a beginning, middle and end, like a CBT, somatic, emotional release or EMDR, hypnotherapy, that type of thing. Love it. I'm just so damn thrilled. This was beautiful. And exactly. We came in, we were like, like tired. Oh, it's kind of low vibe. Great. I knew it would be fun. I knew it would be fantastic. And this <laughs> was really like a really dope time together. So where do people find you? They can find me at up the button. I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, is my Instagram handle. And my website is vshoney.com. If you want to book an appointment, you email info at vshoney.com. And yeah. Oh, and I have a, I have a gummy supplement. It's called Paya Health. It's internal retinol. So anti-aging from within. It's just a fun way to get your skin glowing. Love yeah, that. we got to yeah. get that. We need that too. Um, okay. We have a lot to buy. So do our friends. We appreciate you. We love you. And thanks for sharing just a little bit of your wisdom. We know there's more in there. So maybe you'll have to come back again, you know? Absolutely. Love to. Friends, this has been fun. Thanks for spending some quality time with us. If you need more of us in your life, we totally get it. Follow us on Instagram at wellbehavedpodcast. Also, we aren't selfish. Tell us what you need and want to learn more about by sending us a note at wellbehavedpodcast at gmail.com or slide into our DMs. We prefer that anyway. Until next time, stay well and somewhat behaved.